Now the mic is hot. Uh chilling, chilling, just uh over here in Georgia, but itching to go back to New York. I see down there with PJ probably for real. You you in Atlanta, right? Well yeah, I'm right outside Atlanta. I'm in Marietta, but I was living in Atlanta last summer. Oh, okay. Well yeah, y'all ain't too far away. No, nah, no, nah, that, that's why I was shocked when you said Atlanta. I was like, yo, homie around the way. I need to holler at him. See y'all, he doing, the reason he ain't here is uh, he got some music shit. Like, well, I don't know, I don't want to throw his shit out there because I know he want to make an announcement. I just know shit might be popping soon, I'll just say. Yo, I hope so. I wish the best for the homie. Same here. So I told him, no, they ain't worry about it. We got you over here, man. Yo, you got a bunch of people you can call on. Exactly. I told him all the time, like, he be like, Man, I just hope people listen to this shit. I'm like, well, I mean, people that listen to the podcast are most likely going to listen to it. So you got a built-in listener base now. Oh, that's facts. But shit, oh, I know it's your first time here, but you listen to the podcast a lot. So I know you know how this shit work. Oh, yeah, yo, theme music. There it is. Let's go. What's going on, everybody? I'm Brent, and this is the home video hustle where we do what, Mike? We hustle, hustle, hustle. I had to add my little spin on it. <laughs> PJ, PJ gonna be like, what? Hustle, <laughs> <laughs> motherfucking hustle. There you go. But yeah, ladies and gentlemen, we got new guests on the podcast. Been listening for a long time. Homie, well, see, I know the name is Mike McClain, but I know you go by Mike Brooklyn on your podcast. Which one you want me to use? Mike Brooklyn. Mike Brooklyn. There you go. We got Mike Brooklyn. I should have probably asked that before, and it shows my professionalism on the podcast, but by now they know how it is. My my podcast is known as No Scripts, just open opinion. Yeah, <laughs> same here. We take notes just so we can remember what the hell we talked about. Or at least I take notes, and I just help guide PJ through it. Yeah, I'm more on the PJ side. There it is, see? <laughs> yeah. Well, shit, go ahead and let them know who you are a little bit first, right, Get in, before we get into it. I know that I'm Mike Brooklyn. Um, of course, I go by Brooklyn because that's where I'm born and raised from. Um, I started my own podcast recently called The Real Talk Podcast. You know, basically just a very opinionated person and willing to call shit out. There it is. That's pretty much what we do. So it's all good. So that's why we so cool. We do the same shit. And we have been told that we talk real shit every now and again. Oh, that's that. That's pretty much what y'all do 100%. <laughs> I remember when the fucking Tells from the Hood episode came out. That's when everybody was like, oh, yeah, they, y'all, I fuck with y'all now. <laughs> Yo, that, that episode is my shit. <laughs> I can't, we can't help it because that's how me and PJ were before the fucking podcast. We would watch shit at the house, usually at mine, and we would just be like, yo, talking mad shit. That's why I told him when I started this idea, I'm like, we should just put a mic in front of us. That's <laughs> all, so just the same shit. Yo, I, I got a friend that, that we were talking about that for mad long, but he got kids and everything, so mm. he's just like too fucking busy. Oh, you've heard them old episodes. You've heard the times where we had to record with the kids in the room. That shit was kind of crazy. <laughs> yeah, and you were holding back from saying shit, kid, every morning. <laughs> I was hope, man. Holding back from saying a lot of shit. <laughs> yeah, I, I was waiting on it. I was like, you going to say, oh, no, no, no. 
I love that that's a phrase that has gotten picked up by other podcasts now, too. Right here, people calling kids shit kids all the time now. I'm just like, this is my contribution to society, is labeling kids as shit kids. Oh, uh, yeah, that's a contribution, all right? <laughs> There's a couple of weird contributions we made, and I'm, I enjoy hearing every single one of them. We got, we got shit kids, we got banana porn, trying to get sponsored by Pornhub. There's all kind of weird shit on this podcast. Yeah, yeah you left out the one that I stole from you. Oh, which one? Um, the tattoo on the cock, cause you. Oh, cause you're- oh. <laughs> <laughs> got a hundred dollar bill tattooed on my cock. Heard you like to blow money. All right, this, this thing on. Hey, hey, sweetheart, come here. Got a hundred dollar bill tattooed on my cock. Heard you like to blow money. <laughs> exactly, I stole that shit and turned it into a meme. <laughs> shit, I stole that shit from uh, fucking Ghostface Killers. <laughs> but I had to get you on here, Mike, because. I was going through my movies because originally this was going to be solo because PJ wasn't able to record and Brendan has a job now where he can't record just on the whim like he used to. So I'm going to go solo. But I, I saw the back of the box because I have this. Where's the DVD case? I actually had it in my hand and I done sat it down and fucking lost it. All right. I remember what it is, though. It's uh, popping. It's called popping and dropping 10 like action like hood movies or some shit like that. And I was going through the list and there was a movie on there called Snitch in New York. And I was like, I got to get Mike for that one. His, I mean, his name is Mike Brooklyn, so I had to get you on for this one. I'm not saying you a snitch, just a New York connection. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I was about to say, just so everybody know, I ain't related to 6 9 <laughs> I was about to say, it's not the Takashi 6 9 true story, like Lifetime movie. No, this is a diff, This is from 2002. So my man was probably like, what, 10? Whatever the fuck old he was. Yeah, bro. It could have been a relative of his that inspired that shit. <laughs> Takashi 52. Exactly. <laughs> oh, I have to say, too, in this DVD set, it's a company called Maverick Movies or Maverick Films or something. I looked them up, and this whole podcast could be just from these motherfuckers because there's so many movies where I'm like, we have to do. All right, if you guys, like, long-time listeners, or, or if you go back and listen to a bunch of episodes, like Mike, we did a movie called Bloods vs. Wolves. And if you oh, remember wow. <laughs> if you remember that conversation, like, every movie is like Bloods vs. Wolves level. So we can just make a career of just watching these Maverick movies for real, which we might do. Yeah, I, I originally tagged Bloods vs. Wolves as like a Takashi 6 9 type shit. <laughs> well, see, that the Takashi marathon continues. Exactly. With the real New Yorker on the microphone. Facts, facts, facts. They actually followed me. I followed them on Twitter and like Instagram. I forget which one it was. I think it was Twitter. They actually followed us back. So I will, I'm going to make sure I tag them in this so they can see me watch this damn movie. Wait, wait, the company or Takashi 6 9 No, no, the company. Takashi ain't following me as much as we talk about him on this podcast. <laughs> I was about to say, get him to feel some type of way. I was about to say, we don't even really say snitching no more. We just say Takashi and now. He's become the new term for snitching. Exactly. <laughs> but nah, yeah, they followed us on Twitter, so I'm going to make sure they see that. It fucked me up, yeah. though, because the DVD I got, it, it was in like, I got this DVD before I moved into my apartment, so at least four or five years ago. So I've been holding on to it for a while. It was like five bucks at Walmart, but then I just looked it up on Amazon. This shit is like, I guess, out of print. It's like seventy bucks now for this shit. Seventy bucks? Yeah, it was like sixty nine ninety nine on Amazon. Like I paid five bucks brand new for it, and every movie on here is on YouTube. So I thought the budget for this movie was lower than that. The movie came out two thousand two, hour and thirty minutes straight to video. So there's no budget numbers. Not only are there no budget numbers, there's no numbers for how much it made. There's no Rotten Tomato scores on either side. It's not on fucking Wikipedia, and there's not even a goddamn letterbox page for it. 
this movie is if it weren't for IMDb, there would be no listings for this movie to read off. So you don't get to do none of the fun games for that me and PJ get to do. They don't want anybody to know the back the back information. <laughs> or people just never even knew this came out. I never even knew that. I never heard of this shit. <laughs> I never heard of it either. And I was living in New York at the time. <laughs> I got some questions about New York because I read something. I'm gonna just say it now because I know I'm gonna forget. I do that all the time. I'm like, oh, we'll get to it later, and I forget. So I'm gonna just ask now. Did you recognize the locations in this movie at all? I didn't recognize the exact streets, but I can tell you firsthand, those are definitely New York City streets. I read a comment on YouTube because I, 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 there was nothing to really research, so I was just start reading YouTube comments on the movie. And somebody was saying, I guess there was a part where they kept talking about Harlem, but somebody was like, yo, that's not fucking Harlem, that's Yonkers or something. And I was like, no, nah, it wasn't Yonkers. It was more like probably toward the Heights. Oh, so they wrong too then. Okay, I was wondering. Like, like, like it wasn't Harlem, it was support. Part of the movie was supposed to be Washington Heights, mm-hmm. and there were a couple of streets that I saw that could have been Washington Heights, but since I couldn't see the street name, I couldn't confirm mm. which neighborhood it was. Only thing I noticed about the New York City streets is I've never been there before. Only thing I noticed is that there was a point where they're going down the street, and there were big posters for like the new Mob Deep album. I forget it was Mob Deep and two other people. I can't remember who the fuck. I just Mob Deep caught my eye first because it was the Infamy album, and I love that fucking album. And it was said, like, coming soon. Yeah, and, and, and the cop cars, those were definitely NYPD cop cars, most definitely. And I'm not, I don't know if I'm tripping, but I swear, like, everybody was driving the same fucking cars. Like, they used the same car for every, like, person that was driving. It looked like to me anyway. Well, I mean, they could have just used one rental service. <laughs> that is true. Because, like I said, this, I, I ain't got no numbers for budget, but I can tell you it wasn't high. Yeah, I, I was thinking less than 20 Gs. Oh, pfft. I was thinking less than, like, 2,000. <laughs> <laughs> it's a possibility <laughs> oh well shit yeah I do mm-hmm. got an IMDB number for you though so it's something point one, so I'll bring it down to the closest number if you want to just throw a guess out there mm, 3.1 2.1 I was close it was close <laughs> I was surprised it was that hard to be honest exactly I thought it was going to be like one point something usually these type of movies are always like 1.8 or something yeah, I, I was trying to give it the benefit of the doubt as much as possible but nah I don't do that <laughs> but like I said, yes, we were watching Snitch in New York, episode 143, which is fucking crazy to say. This is directed by Junie Smith. And I remember looking up who this dude was, and he's actually an actor. I was looking up some movies he had been in. There were actually some I've seen before, but I don't recognize his face, so he's probably like a little character actor dude in the background or something. Yeah, I'll be honest with you. Like, I don't recognize whoever that person is. <laughs> but you know, it's all good because I don't recognize who any of these people are in this movie, so. I don't either. <laughs> Let's see. He was in Lethal Weapon 2. He was in Colors. He, in Colors? Yeah. What? I guess he was one of the Bloods because his character name just says Blood on it. Yeah, he, he was probably an extra. Yeah, he does a lot of TV, it looked like. But those are the two movies that really jumped out was those two. What did he play in Lethal? In Lethal Weapon 2, he was Tom Wyler. For all you Lethal Weapon fans who know names, that was who he was. And I know, like I said, you're not going to know none of these names, but I'm going to read them out anyway. It's starring. Oh, oh, before I read this, too, I was, no, since there was no Wikipedia, I usually get the the names off Wikipedia and I go by that order because they usually have the top built people, whereas IMDb can sometimes just shuffle the fucking names all around. And when I went on I IMDb, I looked at IMDb real quick mm-hmm. just to see if there was any famous names. Yeah. And I didn't see no famous names. So I was like, okay, so I'm not going to know anyone in this movie. <laughs> not only did you not get famous names, the thing that fucked me up is nobody, damn near nobody's picture is on there. And they had the, the uh, actors and actresses' names, but no character names. So I didn't know what fucking names to write down. So I just wrote, I went to the, um, 
what would I call them, Maverick Movies website and found a listing for this movie and just wrote down the three names it had as starring. But then at the end of this movie, thankfully, they actually have the thing where they show the actor's face and the name under it. So I'm like, ah, thank you. That's all I fucking needed this whole time. It was driving me crazy because I'm like, I want to make sure I'm not just writing down some random ass extra in the background name. Because yes, I care that much, people. <laughs> so it is starring Erica Sable Flores, Maurice Carlton, Kyle Jason, Jomo Kellerman, Kenya Woodruff, Aaliyah Horsford, and then I just got tired of writing names. Honestly. That's the main people. Yeah, and, and none of them are even names in New York. I mean, you got people with those names in here, but they're, they're not you know, <laughs> like their first roles for real. It might have been, and they don't look like they did much. I know the lead guy in this movie I saw, he, his name was Jomo Kellerman. I saw he did this movie and one other one. I think that's actually in that same box set that I got. And it's also a Junie Smith film, but then that's it. So Junie Smith was just like, all right, let me highlight my homeboys and my homegirls and let me film this movie. That, that's what it seemed like. Like, I got this... I got this paper from doing all my Lethal Weapon 2 and colors and TV shows. Let's put it all together and just make a movie in New York. Fuck it. And before we get into the movie, I just got to say right off the bat, my first note is that the video quality is ass. It looked like it was one of those cheap uh, digital cameras that you buy from the Wiz. Back mm-hmm. <laughs> I, was, I was wondering, though, because I was like, because I, I was watching this on the DVD and it looked like ass, but... This little set was two discs and it was five movies crammed on one disc. I'm like, it's probably compressed all the fucking hell. And that's why it looks like this. Let me see what it looks like on YouTube. And then I was like, well, it looks like ass on YouTube too. So it just looks like ass. Exactly. And so fuck it. Movie starts. You know, I started off, Mike. You remember? Yeah. Bunch of dope boys dealing drugs in a building. Basically, one of the people that bought the drugs was, I just, I just called homeboy Snitch. Oh, yeah, that's his name. I know he had an actual, I think his name was, oh, his fucking name was Mike. <laughs> Let's talk about that. <laughs> I'm going to call him Snitch, though. I ain't going to call him Mike. <laughs> yeah, in my, in my notes, even when I found out his name, I still just kept writing Snitch. So, that's his name. Yeah, so, um, Snitch buys some drugs, leaves the building, goes over to cop car, like an undercover DT, and basically goes over there, hands them off the drugs, and gives them the information. So he does his little snitching, and the, the cops immediately, I think there was a girl and another dude, they run up on the girl, start questioning her. Or one, I'll take that back. One of the cops goes and questions her. The other cop goes after the other guy and immediately gets smoked. Because I was like, oh, shit. I was just murking the cops immediately. And so the guy is talking to the girl, goes and runs over to the dude. And I think they all get shot, don't they? I think about it. Because he catches the yeah. dude, and then like I think two other cops come out, and then they all get shot. And they, they all get capped right away. And I'm like, man, y'all fucking trash. Y'all just like four cops just got killed in like two seconds. This movie been over like two minutes. And and, and real talk, ain't nobody give a fuck. <laughs> and it's brought fucking daylight. <laughs> it's like, damn. Welcome to New York City. <laughs> <laughs> New York. New York. Yeah. <laughs> Who gets that reference? Anybody? All right. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I was like, Mr. Ja Rule. There you go. See, somebody... See, I'm actually talking to a person that will get the hip-hop references. I'm happy. Because usually when I have guests, it's like Brendan, and he don't really listen to hip-hop, so I just like to fuck with him and throw shit out there. <laughs> I, I, got, I got one note that I put here, though, right after the cops get killed. Mm-hmm. I, when, when homeboy's running away, I'm like, real New York City streets. <laughs> oh, I bet. I, I ain't believe me. This is so low-budget. I, I was like, this shit is all probably real as fuck, bro. <laughs> Yo, know, because as he's running, I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, oh yeah, yeah, that, that's New York. 
No, my my next note after that is that, and this happens a lot. I didn't realize this was going to be a recurring thing. I laughed at it because it felt so random. But the cops that are coming to the scene, they're walking and they got it in mm-hmm. slow motion, and it goes on and on and like for a minute, I'm like, "What the fuck are y'all doing?" But then I'm like, "Oh, this is an hour and thirty minutes. They padding out this goddamn runtime with slow mo. That's what y'all. I know what the fuck y'all doing because these movies do it all the time." They got to cover their time. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like, oh, we got to get to 90 minutes just like slow. Because there's a lot of slow. Like, this would not be a movie you would think would have a lot of slow-mo. But there's a lot of fucking slow-mo in this movie. And it, I don't know if they saw, like, well, like I said, I don't know. Maybe it's, I was say maybe they saw The Matrix. But it's like, nah, we just need to fill this time up. After that, I have it where, like, the snitch don't want to talk to the detectives in public. Because mm-hmm. he don't want to be outed. But mm-hmm. the thing that really stood out to me, that kind of pissed me off at this point in the movie. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but literally, that guy talking to the kid about staying in school and off the streets, mm-hmm. but then he points to his arm mentioning a buck fifty, and I'm like, dude, <laughs> anybody that's been in the streets or been to jail knows that a buck fifty is a slash to the motherfucking face equaling to 150 stitches or close to it. Mm-hmm. And this motherfucker over there talking about something and getting it completely wrong. <laughs> and Mike actually messaged me this shit because um, he, he started watching the movie a little later to me. So I was, I was further in. And he said that I actually went back because I was like, I didn't even hear that shit. Because I, I was actually, I think I was writing down a note. So I was just like, kind of just like half listening. And I thought he was just saying like, oh, yeah, you see the scar on my arm? Yeah, you know, this is what happened if you, I didn't even hear the buck 50 line. So I, I was dying when I saw that shit. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm, I'm like, yo, whoever wrote that part of the movie did not know what the fuck they talking about. They just knew that, oh, buck fifty sounds cool. And whoever the actor was didn't even have the balls to point it out that way. <laughs> or he maybe he might not have known either. That, that's true. That's true. Junie Smith wrote this shit. He probably just told him like, yeah, it's just point at your arm and you know, all that shit. Man, I learned about a buck fifty when I was in junior high school, man, and that's because I saw someone get one right in the hallway. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, like, like I, I was in sixth grade, and I actually had to redo sixth grade kind of partially due to this, because I was, like, on in-house suspension for getting into, like, a verbal fight with somebody in the classroom. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm in in-house suspension, period ends, motherfuckers is walking to their classrooms and shit, so I'm hanging out by the door just to say what up to my homies as they go by, you know, getting pounds and shit, and then all of a sudden, I see, like, one dude coming from one direction, and he's, like, zoning straight for somebody going toward me Mm-mm. and then all of a sudden he just like a few feet in front of me goes up to dude takes a razor out of his mouth boom slices him straight down the face damn yeah so like i actually saw that and and then i i turned to one of my boys i was like did you just do what i think he did and my boy goes yeah he just gave him a buck 50 you know we ain't yeah. done it in a while i'm about to I'm, about, I'm about to see what the fuck on urban dictionary what buck 50 is all right because i'm curious now because there's a lot of terms like we'll say and people will be like, yo, you don't know what that means. I'm like, motherfucker, you don't know what it means. Then I go look it up and then it changed. I'm like, I can't keep up with you new motherfuckers, man. All right. Oh, it's actually on there. Oh, there there you go. It's buck 50, a tear inflicted by a cutting instrument uh, knife or a box cutter in the skin of the cheek from one corner of the mouth toward the lateral ear. This type of attack is most common in street gang violence and is often used specifically to mark the victim with a lifetime facial scar. You see, I was right. <laughs> and second definition is a wound requiring at least 150 stitches. Either way, you got it on that one. Unless maybe he was using it in the second definition. It's like, but it just had 150 scars on his arm. Nah, G- Junie Smith was wrong, and I stand on and I stand on it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. After that, though, all y'all need to know is he gets taken downtown by two cops. It's two women, two black cops. 
And he got, I think they're doing like maybe the good cop, bad cop thing. Because one of them is like super asshole. The whole movie to him. The other one is like not as asshole, but still an asshole to him. But I think in that same scene, they also show you this bad, horrible white actor sitting down. Yep. Talking about a crack problem in the area and telling the cop to do something about it. Yeah, that was a scene I thought was just pointless. He's just saying like, yo, there's crime in town. <laughs> That's it. That was the whole scene. Like, what are we doing about it? <laughs> like, yo, we got this snitch. Because I guess the whole, like, you learn actually the whole pretty much the plot of the movie right here is there's these six guys that I think they got out of prison, maybe. The real bitchy female cop, like, you know, the one that mm-hmm. literally just has nothing but attitude. Yeah. Is telling them, like, like, you know, okay, well, the cop that was handling you ain't fucking with you no more because he's dead. We're going to take over, and what you're going to do is you're going to help us nab these six major criminals in the city, blah, blah. And he's like, well, what if I don't want to do it? <laughs> you know, and they, and they threaten him with sending him to jail, blah, 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 and that's more blah, blah, blah. There you go. You remember more than me then. So I thought they were just like, yo, we got these six criminals just got out of jail. We need to put them back. I don't know why I thought that. But real quick. Yes. I got to read the back of the box because I meant to do this earlier. And I just remember because this is what made me want to watch this movie. Okay. (laughs) The synopsis on the back is New York's toughest police precinct has six escaped felons on the loose. Feeling pressure from New York's top brass, the precinct elite set out to arrest these hard to get criminals by using their number one weapon, a snitch. I was like, yo, I got to watch that. But but yeah, for, for that part that we were just talking about, I just wrote down lady cop. Flip the snitch, want him to help bust six criminals, wanting him to go undercover. He's not liking it. <laughs> mm, that's and that's basically about to be the whole rest of this movie. That's the plot. Cause it's almost it reminds me of like a video game. Like he got sent on his mission. We need to arrest these six dudes. And since it's only an hour, because I was thinking like six people in an hour and a half, and they're all they're like not a group. They're all individuals. So like he's gonna have to get these motherfuckers quick, and he does. Cause there's like it's gonna go. It's gonna set up a formula. You know, I'll get to the formula after the first one. Because then after the first one, I'll be explain it better. So Yeah, one thing I was wondering, they're talking 10K a bust. Yeah. Is 6'9 was getting? Because if so, he definitely going to need way more secure. <laughs> I was about to say, but maybe that's, see, but that's 2002 money. That was that was a lot. <laughs> yeah, 6'9 six, 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 probably got them to up the ante on that. Mm-hmm. Let's see. First person. Ah, that's who it was. The first person that he goes after is a dude named Tito, I think. He's was he a drug dealer or something? I think he was. Yeah, yeah. but Tito ain't look like no Tito. This <laughs> yeah. is a fucking bald headed black dude, wasn't it? Yeah, I was about to say like you know that that ain't no Tito that I know. It's funny because the movie, like it peaks almost with him a little bit for me, but it doesn't fall too far because in my favorite line in this whole, my, actually not even line, my favorite thing in this whole movie comes up with Tito multiple times. The two my actually my two favorite things. I forgot about the other part, but it starts out with Tito at the bar. With his uh, chicks. And he, oh, oh, that's what he does. He runs a scheme. He's like a con artist, dude. He gets these chicks to fall, or these dudes to fall in love with his girls. And then they're like, yo, I need this much. Yeah, money. and kill it and kill dude for the life insurance money. There, yep. Hey, get him to marry him, mark him, get the money. So that's his scheme. That's right. And the scene, though, Tito is talking to his girls about the jobs or whatever. And there's a guy that comes in there and he's like, yo, you told me you was going to pay me this much money for doing whatever the fuck. And Tito's like, oh, yeah, let me, t- I got my money. He's like, I got my money. What you fucking think I wouldn't pay you? I got the money right here. Let's go out back and talk. Takes him out back and shanks his ass. 
And this is where one of my favorite fucking things in this movie happens. And I will put a clip in because y'all have to hear it. And I'm not going to edit it either. I'm going to let it ride. Because Snitch is there in the bar, like, observing everything. And uh, he's like, yo. <laughs> I think he said, he even says this weird, I think. But he's like, yo, you got the bathroom? And the bar dude's like, yeah, you know, it's around the corner. He's like, all right. And then there's just it just stays in that shot. And it doesn't do anything. It just you just watch the bar dude do his job. And then the Snitch comes back and he's like, and I quote, Yo, there's a dead body outside your door. And the bartender's like, oh shit. And man, I can't when I tell you, I laughed so fucking hard, bro. <laughs> Yo, I, I'll, I'll admit that that part got me. I, I was laughing like, like that. That was one part where I wasn't hating Junior at this moment. <laughs> that line delivery was so fucking bad that it was perfect. Excuse me. Which way is the bathroom? Out that door, first door on the right. Yo, there's a dead body outside your door. What? Oh, shit. I sat up in my seat after that. I'm like, I'm in. in the movie immediately, I'm in. Fuck it. <laughs> yeah, I think that's why I sent you the gift. <laughs> it, yeah, it was. Because I actually had told you about it before, because you hadn't got to it yet. And I'm like, yo, when you see that shit, bro. Because <laughs> I had to pause it, I laughed so fucking hard. Yo. <laughs> After that, what am I? Shout out, fucking lost my nose in that. Oh. Uh, Dead body. Oh. Yeah, the girl, because um, there's a, I think, oh, they leave the bar. There was a girl in the bar, a little uh, chick in there. And he's following her outside, and he starts asking her a bunch of questions about who she is and all this other shit, trying to get in and find his connect. Because it was one of the dudes, girls. I'm going to be honest. I don't know what the fuck her name was in this movie. All I got her down is Lil Bitch. (laughs) So I kind of dipped into the American Pimp slash IT shit. I I got you. Her name was Carmen. Whatever, Lil Bitch. (laughs) (laughs) There you go. They end up getting cool. I don't know if it shows them fucking yet, but they get tight to the port where they're going to be smashing. But then, fuck that part, because my second favorite part in this whole fucking movie happens right here, because basically Tito is just going around fucking people up in broad daylight, and it is the best shit. I made a, I had to make a note here, too, because he he stabs another dude. Like I don't remember the exact line. It's just people owe him money, and they're not giving him money, so people are dying. And I made a note here for the first time, because it's going to happen throughout the whole movie, but... Like they have this, they have like maybe four or five songs that they play throughout the whole movie. They, but one of them's like a love song. But there's like two or three other songs that play just regular ass shit, and it plays and then it it fades out. Sometimes too late. Sometimes it fades in or fades out late because people will be talking and it's still overpowering the voices and it'll fade out. But then there's a formula to this. It fades out. Somebody gets killed and then it just pops right back. Like somebody hit the pause button. And then when somebody dies, they just hit play again. And it's the weirdest fucking audio mixing. Not the worst because it gets real bad later. But that shit was funny as hell to me. It's just like, pause the music or turn the volume down or something. And then just turn it right back up. Just like, it fuck is, but I, I gotta say, the soundtrack to the movie ain't that bad. Though. Not as bad as I was expecting. Yeah, like like so, some of the rap is on there. I'm like, oh, okay, they spitting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say the same thing. Like, the song, because they... It's not as bad. You ever seen the movie Hot Boys, the Master P movie? Yes, yes. I don't. If you remember, there's they. It's one of my most annoying things in movies where it's like they have like one or two songs and they play it constantly. There's a C Murder song that they play at least ten fucking times in that movie, and I got so sick of hearing it. But that's because what Master P was trying to do was he was just trying to 
get whoever he felt was hot on his label at the time get them noticed. That's cool. I fuck with that, just like in all his other movies. But that one in particular, it's like the one Steve Martin, because it became to a point where we just let me and my cousin, we, the Andrew that I watched it with, we laughed every time it played. Because I'm like, how many times he gonna play this fucking song? I think he even played over the fucking credits. We need to watch. I, mean, I gotta get PJ to watch Hot Boys. I got it upstairs, man. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure PJ fucks with it though. Oh yeah, for sure. Well, he loved Belly, so I wouldn't be shy. I would. I should have. I, I wish I could have made him watch this. I didn't expect this to. Be, well, I'm not gonna spoil my review. Never mind. But back to the movie. <laughs> Tito Shanks dude, then another dude gets choked out, another dude gets shot in the head, but then the last guy, it's like he he's some green-eyed dude, he ain't have a name, but he says somebody's green-eyed, so I just call him green-eyed dude, but not Eric Sermon. He's talking to him, and um, he says something like, yo, you know, you, I, I'll give you a week, you know, give my money, because I like your, your pretty green eyes or some shit like that. And they walk away off camera, and the dude's just standing there. And all of a sudden, you just hear a gunshot from off screen, and he just falls over. I fucking roll, bro. Speaking of the Green Eye Bandit, I've actually met him before in Brooklyn. Oh, word? Yeah, because um, I don't know if you remember the Rapper's Delight video. Mm-hmm. That was filmed around the neighborhood I was living in back then when I was living in Sunset Park. Yeah, so like um, like, like the part where they're sitting down, and they're eating in that little restaurant. Mm-hmm. That used to be called Zeke's Roast Beef. I don't think it's there no more. <clears throat> but right across from that restaurant was where the park was, where you see them at the end, where they're, like, on the basketball court rapping. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, so, like, that whole video was filmed, like, right there. And um, I, I was actually walking with my homeboy at Zeke's, and all of a sudden I see him stand outside, and I just pass him. I'm like, you Eric Sermon. <laughs> 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 yeah, but uh, but 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 yeah, um, Red, Red Man wasn't hanging out at the time. Neither was Keith Murray. It was just like I, I guess it was a part they were just filming. I still what's up though. Oh, man, let me get back to this movie though. Where was the fuck were we at? It, it, um, yeah, the the next one I had was um, next case. They go after the gun runner. We didn't say Altito got uh caught, did we? Oh no, yeah, the cops came in and they busted that motherfucker. Yeah, because he wasn't. He got undercover with him by just, you know, be like, hey, I got this connect and all this other shit. And it, there's like a little montage that shows him and Carmen or little bitch falling in love. And, yeah. and then uh, he's sitting there with Tito and then the two detectives just bust in like, hey, oh, I have to point this out, too, because this actually follows through the movie. But when he's getting searched by Tito the first time they meet, he has this little pen in his pocket. And immediately in my head, I'm like, oh, that's a recording device, probably. Yep. But nobody in the movie seems to get that because he they grabbed the pen. He's like, yo, that's my pen. They just look at him like, all right, here you go. I'm like, bro, that was obviously something. <laughs> no, also, nobody knows it. It's also because it's part of the plot. Like the, the plot, that's right. Because yeah. that's how, that's how, I guess that's how they're getting everything. I, I mean, it's sufficient, I guess, because he's only hanging out with these dudes, it seemed like, for like a day or two. And then they're getting caught because he's just recording everything, it seemed like. Yeah, getting that little evidence on tape. Nez, he's just sitting there with Tito, cops bust in, and of course they arrest him too to make it look like, you know, he ain't no snitching. So Tito crossed off the list onto the next one. Before they get to the gun runner, little bitch <laughs> comes over to snitch apartment. And they get they smashed on this is where she tells him, like, yo, I gotta go out of town. They think I snitched, so I gotta get the fuck out of here. And he's like, damn, I just got some good pussy. And I was like, damn, <laughs> just when you get the good shit, it leaves you. Just when I think I'm out there pulling out But, uh, fuck, I lost my place in my nose. Oh, he meets with the gun runner. Yeah, yeah, because the, the gun runner part happens so fucking quick. The gun runner is like barely even a thing. Exactly. I completely I like forgot. Notes on it. <laughs> yeah, it's like he meets with him. He's like, yo, I'm going to make a deal. And 
There you go. He ends up getting tied up, though, because uh, he goes to, to the meeting that dude told him about. And they're like, yo, fuck that. I don't trust him. Tie him up. And I'm going to go. Because he, he he dropped a name out there. He's like, yo, I know such and such. And they told me to holler at you. So he's like, oh, okay, well, I'm going to go holler at that person. And if they don't tell me that they sent you, I'm going to mark your ass. And this is another actually favorite scene of mine that I forgot about until just now. But he goes, there's like a dude, he's like exercising or something. There's like this little dude just standing there watching him all weird and shit. And uh, the gun runner dude, not even the gun runner dude, it's like the gun runner dude's like, I don't know what the fuck he was. He just, the guy with the gun runner dude, he smokes the guy that's just standing there. And he talks to the dude on the exercise machine. And he's like, yo, did you send this motherfucker my way? And he's like, no, nah, nah, I don't even know who that is. And gun runner dude was like, all right, bow, smokes his ass. And I fucking burst out laughing. I heard that super young was talking about knocking us off. Okay. When Manny gets back next week, we're gonna go and fucking eliminate this punk motherfucker. Yeah. Nah, you want mercy, piece of shit. That's to be one question. If you lie to me, you're dead. That's for what, man? That's for what? Send somebody using my name as hit. No, man, fuck no. Good. Good. I knew I knew he was like that part. <laughs> oh, because I actually didn't expect it. I Because I thought he was going to be like, all right, that's what's up. David, <laughs> he pulled the gun out of shot him, bro. I, like, burst out laughing at work. After that, I have it written down that, you know, snitch calls for help. Yep. Uh, and then the cops come in and they arrest the gun runners. Like, okay. <laughs> that was it. Because he he gets his hands free. And it's the crazy thing is that the dude that's supposed to be, I think he's actually the gun runner. He's supposed to be watching him while he's tied up. And he didn't, he like immediately fell asleep like he got narcolepsy or something. And he just pulls out his cell phone and is like, hey, come help me. It's like, that was easy. Not really much plot to that one. No, nah, I just had to get that shit out. Like I said, we got 90 minutes, bro. We got to get this shit popping. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Um, the drug dealer, John Vasquez, that, like I said, he could have been the real Tito. I'm fucking excited that you know these fucking names, bro. Because <laughs> like, I didn't get nobody's names, really, in this whole movie. Well, it's because John John Vasquez, if you really, like, when you're watching the movie, he seems like the most chill one out of all of them. All of them are just, like, I said, like, like overacting pretty much or, like, trying too hard. Mm-hmm. His actually John, like the most entertaining part of the movie is his segment. Yeah, because it's like with him, he seems like the only one that took maybe a little bit more than six weeks of acting class. Mm-hmm. My favorite parts, of course, like I said, were the Tito parts. But this part right here is probably like, because I like the Tito parts the best because that shit was dumb as fuck. And that's, I love dumb as fuck shit. But this part is like legitimately entertaining, like movie wise. Like this yeah, is. Yeah, but I mean, it still has its dumb as fuck parts. Though. Oh, for sure. That's another reason why it's entertaining though. Because um, to get linked up with this dude, yeah, he, he poses a base head. No, no, be, before that, before that, though, I have um, Snitches Dreaming of a Little Bitch. Oh, that's right. He does date, uh, dream about her in the bed. That's right. Yeah, I'm like, I'm like, I'm like okay, you have a dream like that. Right. Um, when she said she was going out of town, I thought that was her exit out the movie. But when they showed that scene, I'm like, oh, she's coming back. But he poses as a base head. He gets info because he's in there talking with one of the other dudes and they just end up dropping the location of the dude or his name or something like that real quick. So he gets the info and then he goes into the little, I guess, a little bar where the dude is at. And he, uh, he sends he's like, tells the girl, like, yo, send my man's over there the, the most expensive, best bottle of shit you got. 
And of course, dude is like, yo, who the fuck is that? And it's Henchman. Oh, I forgot his little Henchman, dude. His name is Hench. I did take that name down. I'm like, oh, that's just his name. You just Henchman. I, I didn't even realize that. <laughs> I, I swear he calls him Hench multiple times. This is like whoever. Yeah. My man was writing the script. He's like, oh, it's his Henchman. What's his name? Fuck it. His name is Hench. He ends up talking to the snitch and they end up getting cool. He's like, yo, I, got, I think he said somebody connect in Afghanistan and I got the best shit. I hear you got the best shit, but I got the best shit and you should fuck with your boy to get better shit. Yeah, and then that that's where John is like, I I but then yeah, he tells his man to check him out. And the next day, I guess there was some guy named Sonny that they needed some money from that he wasn't trying to pay because they actually show Sonny on the phone talking mad shit like, fuck that nigga, I'm not paying him shit. He can eat a dick. And then they come and knock on his door and I think him and Hinch get into it, but he ended up getting smoked. And I wrote this line down because as he's on the ground, uh, homeboy, what'd you say his name was? John. There you go. John pulls out the chopper and he just says, end of round one, baby. Bow, smokes his ass. So I think he says like, winner by technical knockout. And then they run out the door and I fucking roll. Now, I know they ain't do that around here. No. Hold on, hold on. What's my name? Sonny. That's what, and that's how I know they ain't do nothing here. Because this is me, Sonny. I don't play none of that. Man, I wish some, man, if I get any more bad news, I'm going to break my foot off in somebody's ass. I ain't playing. Hold on, somebody knocking on my door, man. Let me handle this. All right, I'll talk to you later, baby. Bye. smoke the other dude man his ass is gone and then uh he gets he's i think he meets up with the snitching inside the back or backseat of a car and they set up a little meet or something like yo bring your shit and then we'll do whatever yeah he's like meet me at the motel or whatever and shit like that that's right because they go to the hotel and then another one of my favorite fucking lines in this movie comes up because they i guess they just got the you know coke on the table or something he's like yo i hear you got the best shit well i tell you what you snort this shit in this nostril and you snort the other shit in that nostril and you tell me who what the fuck is better? And then he just looks at him. He's like, sniff. <laughs> yeah. Wrote that note down as I fucking, again, I was just at work fucking rolling watching this movie, man. <laughs> yeah, that, that, that shit was like, you supposed to be undercover, but you doing drugs. <laughs> yeah. And you see it don't work out for him because he must not be that much into doing the shit because I guess dude's like, yeah, look at this motherfucking lightweight. He said, like, you got the best shit. He's like, man, get him the fuck out of here. Yeah, I, I put down snitch high as fuck. <laughs> yeah, he woozy the whole rest of this section right here. Because the dude sends him on a mission. He's like, I forget what exactly. He's like, go to this place, and if they know you, and you are, no, he says, go to this place, and you're going to make a transaction. If you know what to say, and you come back, then I know you're good. But if you go there and you fuck up, your ass is dead. Yeah, that, that that's why I put, like, they test snitch. And then um, John sends his boy in to look for him because he's taking too long. Boy don't come back, so John goes in, and then boom, the cops arrest John. <laughs> yep, cops just happen to be there. And I think he even asked him, like, 
when they're doing like their little info for the next job, he's like, yo, how the fuck did y'all know? And she's like, motherfucker, we followed you or something like that. So next job. Oh, this is the pimp. Yeah, they, this is the, the second shortest scene. <laughs> yeah, the pimp don't get a lot of time. And I was mad because the pimp made me, I was laughing at this shit too. And it's funny, me and Peter was just talking about American Pimp last episode. That's how I knew you'd be rolling on this one because <laughs> you just mentioned American Pimp last week. <laughs> oh, I think I wrote another, I did. I wrote another I, a quote down. There's a lot of quotes from this movie I wrote down. They, they just called, His name was Cat Daddy something. It's Cat Daddy blank. I don't remember what the fucking last part of his name was. So we just call him Cat I, Daddy. I just called him Pimp. I did. I mean, in my notes, I did too until I heard that name. I was like, ah, there's your name. I actually saw, if you watch the end credits, his actual, I think it might be, it could be a real pimp because his name was like, everybody has actor names. Like it says, Kenya Woodruff, Jomo Kellerman. And then his name comes up and it says Dark Gable. Uh... <laughs> like, they get a real pimp or is he a porno actor? Like, what the fuck? It's like Dark, Dark Gable something. There's a third part too. Or you could be just an idiot. <laughs> that too. He's like, I don't want my real name on this shit. Yep. <laughs> Actually, that that's what he was like. Oh, Julius Smith. Yeah, they, don't put my real my real government. Yeah, name. I don't know what the fuck. I'm Central New York. What the fuck is that? Oh, before we get to the pimp, I made a note because they have again to pad out this movie. I think there's multiple scenes of your boy getting dressed where they show his whole routine of like putting on clothes. And I was just watching it like, why the fuck am I watching this? I, I kind of just bypassed. Well, just didn't even pay attention to that part. I wasn't either until I finally noticed that it happened multiple times. I was like, wait, why the fuck do I keep seeing this? And I'm like, oh, because they need 90 minutes. That's right. Exactly. <laughs> My next note is that uh, I get, it reminded me of the fucking Chappelle show, the Wayne Brady skit, because the girl gets back in the car and he, she hands him his money and he's like, yo, where the rest of it at? And she's like, that's all I got. And I, I was ready to for him to be like, do I got to choke a bitch or smack a bitch? Like, <laughs> yeah, that, that's what I just wrote down. I'm like, pimp, pimp catches whole hiding money. <laughs> yeah, she got money up her, I guess, up her dress or something. He pulls it out and he makes her get out the car. Because he, he says get out. And I'm like, oh, he's going to make her just like go back on the strip, I guess. But nah, he gets out the car, pulls his belt out and starts fucking spanking her. I'm like, oh, shit. And he's like, yeah, look, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, God damn. And then immediately after that, the next scene is like a POV shot going toward the snitch's car. And he, while he's just saying all kind of dumb shit, and he ends up picking up the same girl. And I yep. think, yeah, this is actually, yeah, he fucked me up because he just blatantly is like, yo, I'm a cop. And she's like, oh, hell no. He's like, yo, yo, wait, wait, wait. He's like, yo, you want to get rid of that motherfucker, don't you? And she's like, yeah. She's like, well, work with me and I can help you get away from him. At that point, I'm like, that's unrealistic because, like, the prostitutes that I knew in my day. <laughs> <laughs> Like, a real prostitute would have been like, peace. Exactly. I was like, yeah, the fuck that. But my next note, though, fucked me up again because it shows him talking to the girl. And he's saying, like, you, you something to the effect of, you know I love you, right? You know I got to be hard on y'all sometimes. That's just to keep y'all in line. And it just has, like, a little flashback montage of her fuck. Because he's like, oh, remember that time? Like, he's like, I got to keep y'all from fucking up. Like, that time when you tried to talk to that other pimp. And there was a dude, they yeah. just showed her talking to him he's trying to swoop her and then every time she fucks up or she it has the end of the scene it just shows him putting the iron up to her hand and burning that shit and i was like yeah, what each, the fuck each time she fucked up yeah yeah you don't see no burn marks on her though. no that's yeah. the thing like no fucked up skin or nothing it's it just funny how it just smashes to it because like it showed her like doing like talking to the dude in like a regular ass conversation all of a sudden you just see it's like whoa what, what the fuck <laughs> out of nowhere Come on, Cat. You know what happened last week. I had to go run to the store and take care of all Look, those I don't people. even want to hear that shit. You fucking up the state. The quota's a grand a night and you come up short. You forgot what happened to you the last time you pulled that shit? Oh, 
You forgot what happened last time you was talking to another pimp? There's no way I could do that. I'm sorry. Why not? Well, because my man is going to beat my ass. That's Come why. Come on. He's, he's done with. He, he's out of here. He's history. How do you figure that? He's been I'm my gonna, I'm gonna I'm going to be the new guy here. Oh, really? I'm going to be running the show. He's Forget got a hundred other girls. What are you talking about? He's done with. I'm telling you. I'm going to be the man now. I want you to come work for me. I'm going to take care of you. There's no, no. There's no way you could do it. He's paying my rent. Come He's on. paying my bills. You deserve more. You know that. I know, but I can't do it. I'm sorry. Forget about him. I'm telling you. He's not going to do anything to you. You're going to be with me. I'm going to protect you. Huh. Sorry. You that burn scar motherfucker. Man. And it's like I said on the other side, they're like, fuck that, man. And then I got written down after that. I'm like, pimp fucks hoe. Yes, because he's saying all this dumb shit, but she's trying to get info because she has the pen, that the little recording device. So she gets him to sell kind of shit. And she's like, oh, you know, I love you, daddy, and all this other shit. And that's he, he it's one of my notes I wrote down. He wrote, and I quote, daddy gonna give it to you good tonight. And then and my, another note right after that, I had to write another line down because it show it don't show him fuck, but after they fuck, they're talking. And he says, and I quote, you really are a good hoe. Mm. Oh, the best cat daddy, you know that? You know I know that. Mm. I'll not believe you, daddy. That's good, baby. You really are a good hoe. Let me tell you things I never told no hoe. I built a stable of a hundred hoes, making this year one million. My hoes is making money. Y'all got a place to live, medical bills, and bail paid. Now I know I'm rough on y'all, but that's how that go. Main thing is, I've been pimping for 16 years, and the police can't even fuck with me. Basically making you think she the bottom bitch. Fucking tears, man, watching this fucking movie. I love this shit, man. But after that, the snitch gets the info from the, the hoe, and I think, I don't know what exactly happened here, because it's like, what does he do? Because she gets pissed off, and he kind of looks at her like, bye, and drives off. Well, yeah, because it's like um, she she hands over the pen with all the information mm-hmm. on it, and probably also a little bit of a porno on there. Hey, and uh, and basically she she she's like, "Am I protected? Am I good?" Oh, okay. Yeah, and, and he's just like, fucking drives off on him. <laughs> but 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 he looks at it like like kind of like how Fab looked in the uh in the Brooklyn video, where he's like, "Bitch, are you dumb?" <laughs> Hit her with that or the 50 look where he look all like goofy and drive off and shit. <laughs> exactly. So, dad, so he well, is arrested. Yeah, yeah so, so pimp snitch drives off and that's when the pimp gets arrested. There you go. So, next job, uh, they tell him like, hey, to get this next one popping, we have to actually arrest you and have you guys in the same room or something like that. And so, that's yeah. what happens. This is a bald-headed dude. This is actually where I had to stop the movie the first time, so... I mean, it's me coming back to it again because I, I was worried that I was going to lose the momentum because I'm like, I don't want to, I have to stop, but I don't want to because I'm actually like, I liked, I was not, basically from that, from the beginning to this point here, I was not bored at all watching this movie. So I was like, hopefully the flow don't get thrown off by me having to stop and start it again, but I'll let you know what happens after that. 
No doubt, because yeah, the next case is a hitman for hire, like, um, and I just have that snitch follows hitman to the office in the bar, the club, whatever the fuck it is. It was like a bar or something. But but yeah, then that's when like the cops follow both of them and then arrest both of them. Yeah, this is. I think this might actually be the quickest one because it has them talk and get cool in the room, and then they're going out to do a job, and then they get immediately arrested. It's like, damn, that was quick. <laughs> yeah, it, it, or it makes you think like, damn, that was quick. <laughs> yeah, actually, <laughs> I did laugh too because when they're arresting the hitman dude, your boy just takes off running in the background. <laughs> <laughs> yep, and the cop is just like, yeah, we'll get his ass later. Wow. <laughs> yeah, so snitch, snitch uh, gets hitman talking in the interrogation room. Mm-hmm. Uh, both of them get released, and that's when they're pretty much running. Um, but snitch hands cops the wire and cops arrested him. Yeah, they actually, this is where I found, this is where they show you finally that the pin is, because they don't tell you about the pin until right here, because it shows them push the top down and it starts playing audio. So I'm like, okay, so that is a recording device, because they wait until now to tell you that. Back at the station, they're like, hey, we got a new CI or we got a new snitch. His name is Benny Blades. And I don't think he really ever comes into play. Well, I guess, I guess, oh, see, now that I know the ending, maybe this is there. Maybe that was like a clue to be like, hey, we got this new snitch because this old one is about to be done with. But this is the last job, though. And he gets fucked up because he's like, yo, well, you need a partner for this. So we're going to bring in this other snitch and this fucking Carmen. It's like, oh, shit. They talk and she gives her backstory or I don't remember what the fuck it was no more, honestly. No, nah, her, her backstory was like she comes in and like he's thinking that she she's a snitch. Mm hmm. But. But 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 yeah, and she convinces him that she was a snitch because she got caught with some people, whatever. And then she turned informant, and he tells his story how on he became an informant because he always been about that life and everything like that. Yeah, so so then then they get told like this is gonna be a sting operation because this guy's like some big time thief, and they have to actually apply for the job. Oh yeah, because this that's right. This is where I get my my audio mixing note because guys in his office and he's uh they're applying and you know doing a phone interview, and the audio mixing. I mean, I mean, I know I'm not the best at this shit either. I might have little hiccups in my audio mixing, but it's not this fucking bad though because he's talking to him and you could tell. I don't, I don't know why the fuck they didn't just it's on a speakerphone. They could have had the motherfucker in another room just talking the lines and making it actually come out of the speakerphone possibly. Because it would sound better than how they do it. Because it just sounds like so they read the lines in a room somewhere that wasn't properly like, what's the fucking thing? Like the phone showing the walls. Like my mind just blank. What's that shit called? Like the air that, crates and shit. What I, that, that's what I thought it was, though. I, I thought it was like it was on a phone, but I thought the phone was in the other room because they were, they were around one of his workers. Well, as I'm saying, that's, that's what it sounded like. But they didn't do, they didn't put it in the soundproof room so you can hear, like, because when they, when, What's his name? Fuck. When the snitch starts talking, there's like, you can tell there's different audio playing because there's like like a fan or noise in the background. And then when he stops talking, it goes away real immediately. And the guy says something. And then when he's done talking and the snitch starts talking, that's audio. Like, you can tell when the audio is dropping and picking up because it's not mixed properly. Because like you said, they're just in another room probably. Yeah, exactly. Like, like that. That's, that, that's what I was thinking. I was like, okay, so they're in the other room. He's in that room. And they're just like... Kind of, kind of like how you got those phones that are also conference speakers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that that's pretty much what I thought it really was. <laughs> oh no, it wasn't. It wasn't. That's what I'm saying. If it was that, it would have sounded better. Probably. It just sounds like they recorded the lines with the snitch somewhere else, and when they edited the movie, they just took the lines from there and like pasted them into this part, and that's why the audio sounds all fucking 
like hiccupy and shit. Yeah. I'll play a clip. Fuck it. Y'all can hear what I'm talking about. Yeah. <laughs> That's just terrible. <laughs> Why did you answer the ad? I need a job. Are you a transvestite? No, I'm a woman. Didn't you read that uh, men apply only? I always disregard that. I like to get what I want. And why do you want this job? Because it sounds exciting and mysterious. I like surprising work. So do I. Why are you unemployed? Hooking ain't easy. Neither is pimping, but I'm not a pimp. And you're not a hooker. Don't try to play me because you'll get played. I sold drugs. That's a lie, too. I like that. But you're a criminal, I can tell. I always like to give people like you an opportunity to make an honest living. You got any identification? Yeah. Give it to the guy behind you. Be here tomorrow morning at 9 o'clock. Sharp. He calls, oh, he says something, too. Like, he lies about something. It made me laugh, too, because he's like, yo, you full of shit. Like, the guy they're trying to arrest, he's like, yo, you full of shit. But I like that, though. This job calls for a good liar. And I was like, oh, okay. And then Carmen calls, and she lies about something, too. And he says, yo, you full of shit. But I like that. He says the same fucking line again. I'm like, what the fuck is this? Oh, yeah, wait, wait. We skipped something, though. We skipped something, though. Oh, we skipped. Snitch fucks a little bitch again. Oh, oh yeah, I wrote it down, but I was like, I don't remember what they talked about, so I skipped it. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I just wrote, wrote it down whenever they rehook up because I'm like, I'm like, okay, so that relationship gonna come and go. Oh hell yeah, <laughs> like motherfucking Culture Club, Karma Chameleon, it come and go. Hey, I made a pop music reference. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that old school pop. Yeah, hey, fucking Boy George in the building. I just got a sure knock you. on my door. I just realized, oh shit. Oh, you did? Yeah. Should I go see who it is, or should I wait? I don't know. Do, do, do we want to find out if it's like, you know, a solicitor or you getting served some kind of like papers? Right, I'm going to open the door. And if it's Omarion, he's talking about getting served. I'm going to slam the door on his ass. Oh, damn. <laughs> and Brent Thompson sold Comcast Cage. I got a motherfucking package in the mail today. Oh, I, I thought it was a Comcast guy. It turned not fucking be. I don't got that shit. Alright, fuck it. Live on the microphone. We'll see what the fuck I got. Cause I actually don't remember. Oh! Got motherfucking Dolomite shit. Oh, I got uh, Disco Godfather on Blu-ray. Yes, so we all know what Brent's gonna watch tonight. Oh, oh you oh, you already... I mean, I technically already have it, but I wanted the Blu-ray because it was on sale, so I said, fuck it. <laughs> so now I got it in high definition, too. Yo, Brent, Brent gonna be like, yo, Spirit! Movie. <laughs> Watch the fucking movie with me. Yeah. <laughs> oh shit. But yeah, like you, you were saying, they fucking everything, and then they get hired for the job, and they get blindfolded and taken into a room because I guess they don't want them to know where the fuck they are, what dude look like, or whatever. And they give them some choppers, and they're like, "Yo, we got a job for you. You gonna take these guns? You gonna go get this duffel bag, and you gonna bring it back?" Mm-hmm. And I think mm-hmm. he tells them too, like the guns have one bullet in there, so. You got one fucking bullet in each gun to make this work. And if y'all don't make it work, we got machine guns for your ass. Yeah, they try to rob the dude with the duffel bag. 
Mm-hmm. And I believe it's Lil Bitch that killed the guy. Or was yeah, it, was girly it? smoking. Because uh, I think dude tries to run away and she shoots him and then she looks all like scared and everything. And dude's like, yo, come on, son. I think they and just then, take the money back. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They take the money back to him. I, th- I forget what, because they end up taking dude out the room and basically stealing his girl, right? No, no, it's like um, they get back to that room. Uh, homeboy over there, he basically says, like, yeah, I know you both are snitches, blah, blah. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, because he's and like, so, that's right. I forget there's a phrase. There's like, y'all, y'all are Category H, I think is what they kept saying. Yeah, Category H, so they were calling it. But um, he extorts her to set up snitch. Yeah. Did you believe that she was going to set him up? I was like, I don't know. They, they've they been really fucking hardcore. Yeah. So, but, but yeah, I also have here that the cops arrest the boss. Yeah, at the same time they're all doing their job, the the cops just run up on dude and just arrest him. I was like, well, all right, fuck it. Because I guess, see, I think the, what they were doing, they, they got the info on dude, but they were also trying to set up the snitch, I think, because as we find, well, I'll spo- fuck, I'll spoil it now. Who who the fuck cares about the plot of this movie anyway? Uh, <laughs> Carmen is actually undercover. She's a fucking detective. She's a cop. Yeah, yeah <laughs> and so she, I think their plan is to set up the snitch as they fucking arrest the dude because why they find that but we find that out after she clips the wires on the car mm-hmm. so they, this way they have to run and when they run they get caught snitch is like yo but i helped you guys out and they're like yeah but you still committed a crime yeah because why she's that, snipping the wires he shot the dude that they're supposed to be robbing too exactly yeah and, and that's when 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 at the station like little bitch comes out and is like i'm a cop and so he, then they tell him basically like, cause he's like, yo, so I'm back, about to just get fucked, right? I did all this work for y'all and now I'm just not going to get no bread. And then, I don't remember what the line is, but then I, I, when the man, when I tell you this fucking ending takes a nosedive, like, yeah, I had no, this is like, I, I, oh my God, there's a movie I'm thinking of where it's like the ending just says, fuck you. and the ending is what had me laughing almost the hardest though. It was because it's so unexpected because they fuck him over super hard. You're not getting no money. You going to jail, and mm-hmm. we're going to bring in all six of the dudes that you fucking got arrested, and they're we're going to show them who you are and what you look like, all that shit, so they know who to go after. And they're like, I guess you say what can make me feel this way, my, my bitch. bitch, my bitch, my bitch, talking about my bitch, my bitch. Like, no, we're not just making a Temptation reference for no reason. When they bring in the dudes to see the snitch, they start fucking singing My Girl, replacing Girl with Bitch, and that's the end of the fucking movie. Like, what the fuck? You murdered someone. Wait a minute, wait a minute. That was self-defense. He's a murderer. I did you a favor. That you did, but you still broke the law. Wait, hold up. So y'all gonna try to fuck me now? That's what's going on here? Well, fuck that. Carmen killed somebody, too. What about her? She going free or what? You're going to snitch to the end, huh? Mike, meet Detective Carmen Morales. Well, fuck me! That'll happen soon enough. Let him in. Man, we got you dirty. Gentlemen, I believe you all know Mike. He's the reason you're here. You can tell them the rules of snitching. Mm-hmm. 
could you do this to me? I'm the police. Definitely one of those things where it's like when you see that it's like that's when movie this is like when you get to like so bad it's good territory shit. Like it's ruined probably now, unfortunately, because we just told you it happened, but watching this not knowing that's coming, it's like, whoa, what is happening? Because you expect because they walk into the room, they're all chained together, but they're in front of him and the cops leave. So it's like, oh, they about to fuck him up. The end of the movie is gonna be the snitch getting marked. But then they start singing. It's like what? Yo, it'd be even better if that wasn't even Junie Smith's idea and that was like one of his friends that's like, yo, you know what you should do? <laughs> yeah. You know what it plays like even? It plays almost like an outtake. Like maybe that scene, like maybe they forgot their lines or they just wanted to fuck with Junie Smith and so instead of doing what they were supposed to do, they just started singing and then Junie Smith was like, you know what? Nah, nah, fuck that. I like that. Keep that in there. Yeah, like, like a joke that became a scene. Yeah. Cause, and it's even funnier because as they're singing... Like, it just keeps cutting back to the snitch, like, reacting like he's kind of cowering and shit. And see, at first, I thought about this after I watched the movie. Like, I had time to process this shit. And I was thinking, possibly, what they were trying to do here is that the snitch is going to jail. And, of course, they're all going to be there with him. So, maybe that's their way of saying, hey, you about to get butt-fucked by all six people in jail because you about to be our bitch. And instead of just being like, hey, we going to fuck you up, they just start saying, nah, my bitch. <laughs> except for the last dude i did notice that the guy that got arrested last he was not with the shits he was not singing and he looked pissed off the other ones are all singing though probably because he the freshest one in there so it's like everybody's had time to prepare and get <laughs> adapted i guess i don't fucking know yeah but plus i don't think he was really too worried about homie's butt cheeks i think he just wanted to kill him pretty much you could tell the other ones are like about to have fun with him he like no, i'm just gonna murk that motherfucker he's like just wait till we in the cell pretty much that's exactly the look he had too but yeah like i said they come in they sing to him he cowers that's the end of the fucking movie (laughs) that's it (laughs) that was snitching new york yep yep so now i gotta play promo might get some ads in there and i'm so motherfucking curious what this number is gonna be because mine might shock people if y'all can't already tell so fuck it we'll be right back 
Okay, Morgan, we're going. What's the promo? Hurry. People have to listen. Hey, Mike. Hey, Morgan. What should we watch? I don't know. Something good? I don't think so. I think we should watch something terrible. Why? What could we possibly gain from watching bad television? I don't know. Maybe humor? Maybe some insight? Maybe we'll gather some infinite... (laughs) Infinite knowledge? Holy smokes! Let's do it right now! Uh, Maybe we should just tune into Bad Reception with Mike and Morgan. Well, we love you. Listen to our show. (laughs) Love you. Goodbye. Bye. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. All right, Mike, what you think about this movie, man? What you what you got to say? Cause I'm very curious. All right, so I wrote down bad acting. Yes. The acting was terrible. Yes. But I did appreciate the fact that it was real New York streets and mm-hmm. real New York cop cars mm-hmm. instead of a Hollywood set. But I also have here that it seems super fucking low budget. <laughs> oh, yeah, the lowest. So to throw a number on that shit, let me see. IMDb gave it a 2.1. Yep. How many reviews was that, actually? I'm going to look that up while you're talking about that. Let me see. Because it had a few funny scenes, and then that ending was over the top. Like, I give them credit on that ending. That ending was dope. There was 28 people that, were, that gave it a score on IMDb. So it's 2.1 out of 28 reviews. I'll, I'll give it a three and a half. Can't do no halves, homie. You got to give me a whole number. I, I'll go four. four. Oh, okay. Now, I'll go for strictly because of the ending. Like, the ending, <laughs> I was not expecting that shit to happen. So, so the few funny scenes because of the pimp, John Vasquez seemed like he took more than three lessons for mm-hmm. acting. Um, and then the ending, I was like, all right, all right I'll, 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 I'll throw the four. Oh, okay. Shit, I'm with it because, like I said, I actually really enjoyed my time watching this movie, bro. I thought this was going to be... <laughs> The worst I expected to be like in like uh I don't know like I won't say what's the one of the lower ones we've done. Oh, dude, the the, the first twenty minutes of the film, I I, I was at a one. <laughs> oh yeah, and everything before he gets picked up by the cops is whack. Yeah. But once he gets picked up and starts doing those jobs, because like I said, his first job is Tito, and Tito has my two favorite parts in the whole movie, so it immediately goes you know sky high at that point. But like I said, between that shit I talked about. The ending is, like I said, fucking outrageously goofy as fuck. Ah, mm, I was never bored the whole time. Like I said, the acting is poor, but it's that good poor that I fucking, I like, when I tell people all the time, like, this is going to be controversial, I don't give a fuck. Like, people will be like, yo, this Oscar-nominated movie is, like, one of the best movies of all time. I'm like, fuck that movie. I'd rather watch, shit like this is more entertaining to me. Now, I don't know if it's growing up watching Mystery Science Theater or not. It probably is. But (laughs) I like, this is like... this is like nah, sustenance you, for my body. I need this shit. Nah, you're you, you're on the right path because a lot of times when the Academy gives an award, that that's not just because of talent. A lot of times there's money under the table for that. Oh yeah, for sure. I'm just, yeah, like they'd be like, oh yeah, this is the greatest movie. Like I like I watched this over Green Book. Highly more entertaining. That's what I don't really give a fuck. Like it can be like a no budget movie. The acting can be piss poor, but if it's entertaining, I don't give a fuck. And I was entertained okay. by this movie, man. But the question is how entertained. That's the thing I've been fighting with. 
this whole time is like, because like I don't give fuck y'all. I'm giving like I used to be where I used to like want to give movies a certain number, but then not do it because I ain't want y'all on my ass. But I'm I don't give a fuck no more. That's why Oversex Rock Suckers got a two. I should have gave that like a six. So fuck y'all. I'm yeah. just giving it whatever number I want to do now. <laughs> Yo, now you're like at, at me, motherfucker. Pretty much, like come at me. Like there's so many things I've already got come at for or whatever. Oh, that sounded bad. Shut up. But uh, <laughs> but nah, man. Like I said, I highly enjoyed my time watching this movie. I laughed like tear tear laugh happened watching this shit. And I will say to the homie Joey DiCarlo, So Wizard Podcast, because he's like me. He like enjoys this type of shit too. You need to watch this, Joey, and it's on fucking YouTube. I highly recommend you go watch it. And to all the other people like Joey and me, go watch this shit. I'm giving it a motherfucking six, man. I like this shit. Oh, shit. <laughs> so you know what that means, everybody. Let's piss off some people. I give this a six, so that means I like this better than Lord of the Rings. <laughs> Look, fuck it. Snitch in New York. Better than Lord of the Rings, motherfucker. I don't care. Highly entertaining. <laughs> Thank you. Somebody finally is on there with me. Tell, tell me you seen Clerks 2, though. I owned, I saw Clerks 2 in a the theater. I know that, no doubt, no doubt. Um, Randall talking about Lord of the Rings, that's me. Oh, me too. Hell yeah, because I was always more of a Star Wars fan, too, so I was with him. Even the fucking trees walked in those movies, man. <laughs> oh, and, and you ready for the last one? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> this is what I do what he say in the back. He's like, fucking A, man. <laughs> And he pounds it with it, dude. He's like, yeah. <laughs> oh, shit. But nah, you know, like, no joke, man. Like, I enjoyed my fucking time with this movie. I didn't expect, believe me, the expectations were like low, 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 low to the ground. Like, two live crew, get low type. Like, Joe John, get low. Like, whatever the fuck. Like, low. And so, as I didn't... soon as I saw that trail, I was like, this shit gonna be white. Oh, <laughs> me too, for sure. But nah, like I said, if you enjoy bad movies like I do, go watch this shit. You will have a good time, believe me. Especially if you love if you love dumb shit and you like dumb hood shit, the best of both worlds right there. This movie or Belly? That's you know what? It's hard because Belly has a, the soundtrack boosts Belly like a motherfucker. What did I I gave Belly a six, right? I think you did, yeah. It was uh, a six or a seven. I hate to say this, PJ. I think I actually enjoy watching this more than Belly. <laughs> Oh shit! I think I actually enjoyed my time better with this one. Yo, P- PJ gonna be punching the wall. <laughs> he oh, like, he's he's pissed probably. I know, because honestly, if you take the soundtrack away from Belly, it would have been a five. So I gave this a six. So I actually enjoyed this more than Belly. Oh shit! Well, and I already enjoyed Belly two more than Belly. So <laughs> that tells you my taste right there. Well, yeah, man. I, I'll admit though, I like Belly though. Like, I, I like Belly. I don't know if I would have gave it a nine. No, but yeah, I, I do. I do like Belly because of Nas, DMX, Method Man, and Rico was funny with the whole. Oh, I don't like that shit. I don't like that shit. It's the best part of the movie. It's one of the best parts. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, fuck that. That is the best part. <laughs> no, I take that back. You're right. The soundtrack is the best part. Yeah, but 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 Method Man was dope in that movie though. Like, That's Yo, true. <laughs> yeah, PJ quotes that all the time. And I was so happy to finally know what the hell he was talking about. So I'm like, oh, I didn't know you were talking about this movie this whole time. But but not nah, yeah. But 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 I put that gift in there a bunch of times before that too. When mm-hmm. Rico come from. <laughs> oh yeah, I ain't remember nothing about that movie other than that part. That's one part I always remember because it was funny as hell, even when I didn't like the movie the first time. Yeah, nah, but but I like Belly, but but I mean with this movie. Uh, I don't know. I think I might have to give Belly a 
bigger rating than this movie, though. Oh, no, I believe and it. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, I, I'm really, I did not expect you to be on my side with that one. Nobody's probably on my side with that one, but I don't care because I'd like this movie more. Because, I mean, this movie, like, the soundtrack, like, I mean, from what I can tell from the little bit, the little pieces of the songs that they put in there, like, the soundtrack would probably go hard on it. But mm-hmm. that Belly soundtrack, though, like, yo. Yeah, I, I bought the Belly soundtrack after that movie, so I tell you so. Exactly, yeah. So, so I mean, that, that's what I'm saying. Like, you know, I, I fucks with Belly because of the soundtrack and because of the rappers that they strategically put in. Mm-hmm. I will say this. Belly is technically a better movie than this, for sure. And so, of course, Lord of the Rings is, too. But I'm just going by entertainment value. I know a lot of people look at the numbers and be like, how can you do this? Is because we don't give a fuck about technical shit like that. Like, we're not going to like love your movie just because it's made well. It got to be entertaining, too. Lord of the Rings was not entertaining to us. This is entertaining to us, goddammit. <laughs> yeah, we, we, we ain't talking about the specific graphics. <laughs> exactly. Like, that's that's why people have told me this, too, and I'm so happy that they they feel the same way. But like I said, we're not going to go on and on about this and that. No, but no, just did we enjoy the shit? There you go. That's all we need to know. So, and that was, like I said, that was snitching New York, man. Fuck it. But, you know, we got sandwich on the show, and I forgot to got the goddamn card. So, I'm, give me one second. I'll be right back with the Black History right. Flash card. Oh, I'm so glad we put that bookcase right there, because now they're just right across from me. Just reach over. That's right. <laughs> All right. Who we got today? Damn, another name I hope I'm not about to fuck up. All right. <laughs> we got... Black History Flashcards from the Urban Intellectuals. And yes, I have volume two now. And this is all about black women. We have Amani Renis, 40 BC to 10 AD. Warrior queen of the powerful Nubian region of Kush. Hey, I wonder. Which is present day Sudan. Referred to as Candace in some European literature. Huh. Fall alongside her husband and son in a war against Kush's larger and more powerful rival, the Roman Empire. Took part in a preemptive strike against Rome and led a counterattack after Rome destroyed the capital of Kush and took thousands into slavery. She lost an eye during battle, which made her even more courageous as a warrior. She and her army uh, used gruesome tactics against the enemy, including attacking with war elephants and feeding captives to her pet lion. Oh, shit. Reached a peace treaty with Rome because of her successful military attacks, which led to 400 years of peace and prosperity for Kush. And that was Amani Reynes. I'm sorry if I said that name wrong. I apologize. How did how did Hollywood not turn that into a movie yet? I, you know, there's a, there's an answer. Of course, I want to throw out there immediately, but everybody probably knows what I'm about to say. It's because she's black. I, I mean, <laughs> I, mean that I, I, I was I was gonna say we we know that Hollywood would fuck it up and put somebody a lighter shade in. Well, like, like you said on the card, you know they will fucking call her Candace. Yeah, like in their <laughs> European literature. Exactly. <laughs> so if that's what they're going to do, if they do that Gods of Egypt shit again, they can keep that fucking movie. Yeah, I'm, I'm saying that's what they would do. They, they would mm-hmm. make it like like as if it wasn't in the black part of Africa and they would put it toward like the more Arabian side and, you know, they mm-hmm. put some probably like a Sama Hayek complexion. <laughs> And that not white, but not black, like somewhere in the middle. <laughs> or to get, oh, who the fuck was the actress they said they was trying J-Lo. to. I get J-Lo to play that. Yeah. Oh, fucking shit. Nah, there was a story that came out not too long ago about they was going to make a movie about who the fuck was it? Was it Harriet Tubman? And they were going to put like the chick from Pretty Woman as the, what is her name? Julia Roberts. Oh, Julia Roberts. Fuck that. Did you hear about that too? 
I heard about that, and I was like, no. Like, who the fuck was going green like that, bro? <laughs> Yo, if they greenlit that, that, oh, my God, that would be one of the most fucked up things they ever did. <laughs> exactly. Like I said, Gods of Egypt was bad enough. You ever see that movie? No, I, I purposely didn't go to see it because I was like, yo, that, that ain't legit. Yeah, okay, so I was wondering if you had to see because I, I mentioned that and people were like, what the fuck movie is that? And I'm like, thank you because I'm glad nobody saw it. But no, the whole thing is like, like I, I'm not hating on Julia Roberts. So, no, so no, no. But she so, didn't so, take so, it, so. No, 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 to, to all the white fans that listen to the show. <laughs> oh, yeah, now it ain't nobody now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I'm not hating on Julia Roberts. She did a great job with Pretty Woman, you know, all peace, but she don't need to be playing no Harry Tubman. <laughs> yeah, it'd be different if she accepted the role. Then it's like, ah, fuck you, man. Which, which I respected her for coming out and saying, no, I did not say yes to that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> fucking you imagine, bro. She ain't stupid. Nah, she 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 was straight up about it. She was like, nope, did not agree. D- 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 don't come at my Twitter handle. <laughs> exactly. Leave me the fuck alone. Well, fuck it. Since we're talking about Twitter, why don't you go ahead and let them know all your social media presence if they want to follow you and listen to the show and all. Give them all that info. Get the shit plugging in like Steve would. Uh, yeah, so if you want to get at me on Twitter, it's at Mike Brooklyn. Uh, Instagram, I haven't checked that in a while, but I believe it's still at Mike. I'll look it up for you while you're talking. Yeah, no, no that's just, I, I haven't been on Instagram in a minute. <laughs> but, um, but, but yeah, I mean, at Mike Brooklyn on Twitter. Um, that's the platform where I really post a lot of stuff. So you get at me on there, and you'll see a whole bunch of retweets of home video hustling. Hey, oh, and on Instagram is Mike underscore Brooklyn ATL. Yeah, Mike underscore Brooklyn ATL. That's Instagram. What's the name of your show, and where can they find it when the new episodes drop? Oh shit, yeah, it, it's that new. Uh, right now, it's uh, the Real Talk Podcast. Uh, I got two episodes, the one where I'm solo because, you know, I didn't have a co-host for the first one. But I got a co-host named Gio on the second one where we talk about the boxing, especially between the Wilder Fury fight that's coming up, the second one. Uh, And then I have Gio breaking down some nutrition because he's a personal trainer on the side. And also talking about fitness and the aspect of where you're like me and you got a busy schedule. And you work a job or two, and you barely even have time to come home and eat dinner. Just some quick, like, little five, ten-minute workouts that you could do to actually keep it consistent and get yourself in shape. I do have some new episodes that are going to be coming on the way pretty soon. Um, I just got to record them first. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, pro- probably do something on a weekly basis. Do you mind if I plug something that's not particularly you- mine? That's your time but- to shine, bro. Just plug whatever the hell you want. Okay, no doubt. Um, yeah, basically, for everybody that is a fan of New York and knows anything about New York, um, there's a show that I've seen on Netflix recently mm-hmm. um, called Pose. It's also on FX if you guys have cable. It's starring Billy Porter, MJ Rodriguez, India Moore, Dylan Burnside, Ryan Jamal Swain, and Angel Curiel. Um it's Latinos like myself and also um, black actors. So it's really a cast that's colorful and goes the spectrum. Um, but it details the ball scene of the 1980s in the LGBT community. And all these actors did a phenomenal job. I've only seen season one so far, but from what I hear, season two has already wrapped. Um, but if you go on Netflix, you can actually binge watch it. 
And if you have cable and you have FX, you can catch all their newer episodes and everything like that. But shout out to India Moore, MJ Rodriguez, because those two are phenomenal people. I've actually heard them talk in different videos and everything like that. And not only are they great actresses, but they're also activists as well. Yeah, I heard you talking about it on your podcast too. Yo, I'm telling you, I was impressed. I, I was deeply impressed. I was like, you know, these are not only great actors, but you could tell by their personas and everything like that, that they are literally literally all about making things better instead of going backwards. Mm-hmm. Oh, shit, we skipped past it. But there you go. You can say that's your hustle approval right there. I forgot all about that. <laughs> yeah, I, I hustle approve that shit like a muffin. There you go. <laughs> Real fast, I got just a quick ass one for you, real quick. I also approved the movie Blood and Bone with Michael Jai White. Go watch that shit. I just left a quick review up for it. I fucking love that movie. And Michael Jai White is awesome. Just that dude. We need to do more of his movies on here, actually. Yo, my, my favorite thing with Michael Jai White is still him and DMX and Exit Wounds. <laughs> mm, I forgot he's in that movie. That's right. I got that upstairs. Yo, especially the part where it's like um, the dude goes to <laughs> punch Steven Seagal and Michael Jai White just puts his arm right in there. He's like, no, we're not going to do this. <laughs> <laughs> Man, we might need to do that on the podcast soon. Yo, facts, B. Like, especially DMX. Like, DMX was in its prime right there, too. Yeah. We need to still do I need to get a copy of Romeo Must Die. We still need to do that, too. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. With Aaliyah. Mm-hmm. Right. I guess I'll plug our shit real quick. Even though you know where to find us, I got to say it because it's now catchphrase shit. You can find us on all the social media outlets, but we are the most active on Twitter. And you can follow us at capital H, capital V, capital H, capital P, lowercase podcast. That is HVH podcast on Twitter. And you can follow PJ at capital P, lowercase A-U-L-Y, capital P, lowercase J, Paulie PJ. And the spirit is at the spirit, nine, five, the numbers, nine, five, not the words. Oh, yeah. And big up to the spirit. Cause I, I ain't heard her today, so. Oh yeah, she uh she was doing homework and then she headed out to school, so she ain't get to she ain't watch the movie or talk about it. So. I get, I get. I was coming on the podcast, so she was like, "Let me get." <laughs> Yo, who coming, Mike? <laughs> nah, which Mike? Mike Backford? Nah, Mike Brooklyn. Oh no, nah, fuck him. <laughs> oh fuck that. <laughs> <laughs> but nah, oh uh, shit, what was about to say? Oh, we're also on uh, Instagram and all that shit, and on YouTube where we put new videos out every Wednesday. But fuck all that shit. If you want to get to all our social media outlets, just go to Twitter, like I said, and then our bio, there's a thing that says link tree. You click that, all the links are right there for you. But I will say this link because I like this link. If you click on Patreon or go to patreon.com slash home video hustle, you can help support the show. We got two tiers for you, $1, $3. You can help support the show, get extra shit. And we're on Age Radio Podcast Network. But like I said, all those links are right there in that link tree. I just got to get a big ups to Patreon because, you know, we make money on that one. So, you know, we went to a Patreon. But uh, what else we got? I think that's about it, though. I mean, merchandise link is there, too. Yeah, and I ain't on Patreon yet, but if you want to hook a brother up, you know, you just at me on the cash app, Mike McLean. There, hey, there you go. <laughs> I never thought about that. So we need to get the home video hustle cash app. <laughs> yep. Cash app at Mike McLean. We got a request from the homie that uh, he said he would cash up us $300 if we reviewed the movie Upgrade. Oh, shit. Y'all do it. I don't know if he really going to mean that or not, but guess what? We're going to do Upgrade sometimes. <laughs> Be the first movie out of Black History Marathon. <laughs> oh, shit. Fuck it. We're going to see how, if you really mean that or not. Just be be like, baby, we're back. I got Adriana. <laughs> oh, shit. But, yeah, that's the show, man. That's everything. Like I said, go check out Mike's shit after this, man. He got two episodes out. And I think by the time this come out, maybe he'll have another one. Fuck it. I don't know. Think I got anything else to say to people before we head out, Mike? 
Um, not yet. Like I said, just check out the Real Talk podcast. And if you want to help me keep that podcast going, uh, at me on the Cash App, at Mike <laughs> McLean. But other than that, like I do appreciate Brent bringing me on here and giving me a chance to shine with him. Oh, yeah. Like I said, it's a New York movie. And you got your own shit out now, so you can help get that out there, too. So, best of both worlds right there. No doubt, no doubt. I just appreciate you bringing me on here, bro. Shit, I appreciate you listening every fucking day and <laughs> reposting it every fucking day. The least yeah, I, I can I do. So love where it's deserved. <laughs> hey, we appreciate it. I don't know what it is. We got a lot. Like, I don't know what it is about mics. Like, mics love this podcast. It's you, Mike Baffert, and there's another mic, too. He just doesn't have this. His name is something different. Yeah, it's a lot of mics. And then my uncle Michael, he sends us them weird ass movies sometimes. Because deep, deep down, us mics are hood motherfuckers. <laughs> Mike Baffert, the most hood motherfucker in there is. Well, the most hood rock motherfucker. <laughs> there you go, see? On that note, one last thing to say, man. I'm Brent. And I'm Mike. Have a good rest of your Friday. Have a good rest of whatever the fuck day you listen to this on. Snitch in New York is on fucking YouTube. Go watch it. I like I said, Joey, again, go watch it. I think you'll fuck with it. Anybody that has my similar taste with bad movies, go watch it and you'll enjoy this shit. But do not, do not spend 60 whatever bucks on this DVD set on Amazon. It is not worth that. If you see it for five bucks, maybe. That's what I paid for it. Or just like I said, go to fucking YouTube. And even <laughs> I even saw that um if you guys have the Pluto TV app, there's a station on there that just plays all black movies. I think it's called Black Cinema. And I've noticed oh, that a lot of these movies are from this company. So it, it might even be playing on Pluto TV right now. You might look on the guy to see Snitch in New York. And if you do, you should stop and watch it. Better yet, Pluto TV is free. Exactly. You can't get the better. Like I said, that and YouTube. All you gotta do is pay your internet bill and you can watch all that shit. <laughs> or two people. <laughs> I, oh, I think they are on two. I think all the, Yeah. You might be able to get it on TV. So ain't no reason why you can't watch it. Just go watch the shit. <laughs> Peace. Yeah,